You're now tuned now to the mash those buttons versus series. Another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Versus series. I'm Jarrett, and I'm here with senior editor and MASHcast host Rob Hill Williams. Good evening, everyone. Yes, our uh, our third amigo, uh, Mikey Kenny, for the Versus series. He is not here today. He's actually probably skiing down some slopes in Aspen right now. So go, go, Mikey. Uh, he's pulling some SSX stuff, just flying over helicopters and doing quadruple lutzes or whatever <laughs> well whatever he's doing is probably cooler than what we're doing right now i think we can agree on that or maybe, maybe. i'm alone oh maybe I, don't know. <laughs> I think this is i think this is awesome you know <laughs> that's why we're here hey sure anyway <laughs> <laughs> way way to make it awkward rob i was just joking but now people are like jared doesn't want to do the match cast i mean the versus series or both he wants to be in Aspen, Colorado, skiing <laughs> down some slopes. Yes, but uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about skiing. We are actually here to talk about video games. Uh, this is Versus Series number seven, and uh, we don't have two games to compare today, but what we will be talking about is 2011 in general, uh, games that we thought uh, were good, you know, the best games of 2011, uh, some honorable mentions, some you know, just some good games worth talking about. And uh, I think the best part that everybody likes to talk about are the, are the worst games. Because everybody, everybody likes hating on stuff. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the <laughs> so worst So really, games. it's just a versus series of good versus bad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty so, much. Um, hooray. <laughs> 2011 turned out to be quite the year for games. Like, for, for just not, like, not just AAA titles, but arcade titles, indie titles. A lot of good stuff came out this year, guys. A, a lot of money was spent, <laughs> at least on my end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an it was an exciting year too. It was one of those years like it seems like we have it like every couple of years where there's a year where there's a, like at least like ten games that you can point to that are supposed to come out during that year that you're like, I have to play this game. And sure enough, like this was one of those years. And like even though there were some missteps and some flubs. Like, for the most part, it was a really good year as far as gaming goes. Like, next year does not look nearly as as bright and twinkly as far as just amazing, uh, like a whole pile of amazing games that you can point to right away. Yeah. Like, there's there's some good ones, definitely, but not not like this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This year, definitely. It's a good uh, year to be a gamer. Yeah, good year to be a gamer with money. <laughs> you know, like, hopefully you had some that, cash. That too. Get your really game. sad year to be... A broke yeah, really gamer. sad to be a gamer that had no, yeah, had no money, <laughs> just even, standing in the window of GameStop. <laughs> even though, if you knew where to look this year, I have to say, like, you know, you could get a, you can, if you just waited a little bit, you could get games for a decent price. You know, like for oh, example, yeah. if just you, if you didn't need to have a game right away, you could you could get games for like at least a third the price within oh, yeah. a month. Oh yeah, like I mean, just uh. 
Well, just today I bought three games. I bought uh uh. God, what did I buy? I bought Need for Speed the Run. I bought um. You bought so many games you forgot. I, over the last two weeks, I've bought so many games it's ridiculous. But just today, I bought Need for Speed the Run. I bought um uh, Assault Horizon, and I also bought uh, Lord of the Rings: War of the North. Total ninety bucks. You know, I got them for thirty bucks each. Over the weekend, I got Bulletstorm, Modern Warfare Three, and Sonic Generations for a total of sixty bucks. Like you know, it's ridiculous. So there are ways, but we'll you know we'll make another podcast about that about how to save money when it comes to gaming. Um, let's let's kind of get into our lists here. We decided like we were gonna go you know best, good, worst, but we're actually gonna start with the worst first. The worst games of 2011, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go through my list because it's kind of short. And thankfully, <laughs> it's short. It's short what type of year it is. Um, but, and this is not necessarily in any order, uh, but the first game I have here on my list is Homefront. Did that make your list, Rob, for worst games? Yup. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the few games that I actually was looking forward to before it came out, played it, and was like, dear sweet God, what happened? And then that was it. Like, it was actually, in fact, it was actually the only game that happened to this year like which is saying a lot because it was a really good year but that was the one game i was actually interested in beforehand and then walked out like i throwing up my hands and throwing the disc out of a window and stuff so yeah it's probably you know you know marketing was its problem marketing set such a high expectation of that game and what it was going to try to do and the emotion it was really going to try to bring, and it just failed because yeah. it was a Call of Duty clone. It was definitely just a Call of Duty clone. Like all the all the interviews and all of the like the talk with you know people who were, you know, supposed to be you know, working on the story and like the you know the grand vision of what that was supposed to be, and it's fine to like shoot high, but like they it was like the people who wanted to do the story aimed high and then the people who were actually making the real parts of the game like aimed lowest common denominator so it didn't work at all but and even the story didn't really get across that well there were a couple of like you know moments i guess where they were supposed to really make you feel something but like after the after having to play the game like you don't feel anything (laughs) all those moments happen in the first like two minutes of the game by the way right because after that like you know after that maybe not in the first two moments maybe within like the first like i'd say like two like missions or whatever because there is the mass grave and like the football field i was like oh that's kind of messed up (laughs) but I was so numb by that point. That's what games like that do to me. Like when I just have enemy after enemy after enemy running at me, running at me, running at me. I just get numb to the whole thing, you know. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what eventually happened. But by that point, I was still like not affected enough. But I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting twist that you know. Hey, yeah. we're protecting you. Or we're you know we're not that bad. And yeah, mass grave, throwing thousands of people in it. Oh, dude. <laughs> But you know, the funny thing is, like, at the very end of the game, they tried to have one of those moments, and I was just so pissed off at the whole the way the whole game went and so numb by that point. I was like, good, I'm glad that guy died, you know what I'm saying, because I didn't like, I didn't like him anyway. Right. So, so, yeah, it was basically, it was, it was a total fail pile. Um, well, besides Homefront, I also have Duke Nukem Forever here, which 
definitely one of the worst games of 2011. Unquestionably. But you know what? Unfortunately, if it, if the game came out in 2004, it would have still been one of the worst games out then. Like the game was so dated. That was the problem. I think it went way beyond it just being dated. Like there were just the game itself was a problem in a lot of ways. Like it's not that like something can't be humorous or can't like you know be funny sexist but like duke like it wasn't even like oh that's duke like that's what it happens like there's stuff in that game that was like who who really sat down and thought this is a good idea to put in this game like like that you really thought that like you were making a game for a bunch of nine-year-olds or something like i guess where like some of those jokes were still funny like i don't know but i don't know what nine-year-old finds tentacle rape funny (laughs) so so i don't know like they just that game was just a problem in general but like yeah the the mechanics in the first place i mean before you even get to like jokes and stuff like the mechanics were incredibly dated like dated 10 years ago (laughs) yeah and even like the way it looked in some parts like the demo we played at pax east like oh man it was that demo really because i was i think pax east was the first um first place where they let everybody play it yeah it's the first one where they let the public play it i think there was um what was before pax east though because they did actually like have it public before then the only thing before pax east was gdc and ces i think it was ces maybe where they let like some industry people play it like some people got a hands-on before pax because there were people talking about it beforehand but public hadn't gotten to play it until pax east and that playing that demo was all I needed to know about, you know, to not pick up the game. Yeah, it really it just put a sour taste in my mouth, and I mean, I actually eventually bought it for five dollars. <laughs> you know, when it was it was on Steam sale for five dollars, I got it. I, I moved a unit, <laughs> so. But it definitely was one of the worst games of 2011. Uh, next on my list is Dead Island. I didn't play Dead Island, so that is all you, sir. Oh. <laughs> that you know what it was that was the, the most cheated i felt all year and this is why in september for those who, of you who remember we did dead island versus left for dead so i had to buy dead island to compare it versus left for dead so i spent the 60 bucks right or 50 bucks whatever it was for pc and i'm like you know i went into it not really wanting the like wanting it in the first place so i went in with low expectations because that first trailer was great but then after the first trailer all the gameplay stuff i saw to me was not interesting so i'm just like ah, i'm gonna skip the game so i get it and i just felt so cheated because the game was so boring and not one ounce not one ounce of the feeling that they put into the original trailer that made you think this game was going to be awesome. You know, not one ounce of that made it into the actual game. You know, uh, the characters you dealt with on a regular basis were annoying. The characters you were were annoying. Like, when I, I played as, like, that rapper, I forget his name, annoying. I played as the Asian lady, annoying. I played as the black lady who 
who uh, Deb's labeled feminist whore. <laughs> I play with her. She's boring. You know, like every every character was boring. The game itself was boring, and all you just had to do, and even the mechanics, like it really didn't matter that I had limited ammo or that my weapons wore down because I had legs, and all I had to do was kick zombies down. <laughs> well, that was it. I mean, there were some zombies that it were, that you know you really can do that you had to do other stuff, but those were few and far between. And the game itself was just so boring. And then somebody was like, well, you got to play with your friends. So I played with my friends. You know what? Just as boring. Right. There were plenty of other games this year to play with your friends that were good. Yeah. Instead of playing a game that's only bearable because you're playing it with your friends, not, you know, because it's actually good. And the kicking problem was so bad that they actually patched it in the in the patch made it so you have stamina on the kicks so you actually can't like abuse the kicks anymore like before that people were like literally gimping themselves to like make the game more interesting and not yeah. using kicks and stuff yeah that's what, somebody told me that it was that's like, a yeah. major oversight you know to, to to not notice that not notice something like that like oh people might kick stuff forever somebody told me yeah, just don't use the kicks, and it's, it's you know it's more challenging. I'm like, why would I nerf myself like that? Maybe they should make the zombies more challenging, you know? Wasn't it Mikey? Wasn't it Mikey that said that? Yeah, yeah, Mikey was like, they just don't use kicks. I'm like, dude, really? That's not your defense. Of the not present, but you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he know I said it to him on the actual podcast. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, don't use the kicks. Like, come on, you know. So. I don't know, like Dead Island, definitely one of the worst games of 2011. Possibly the worst game, in my opinion, for 2011. Um, let's see, Gears of War 3 is on my list. I did not play that either. Oh, that yeah. is on my list because, that also, first of all, it's Gears 1. A little, and it's in 2, which is Gears 1 extended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gears 2 and 3 are just extensions of Gears 1, you know? And it's the same thing. It's like playing whack-a-mole. Like, you get in cover, you wait for one of them to pop out of cover, you kill them. That's how the game works. Like, there's really nothing all that challenging about it. You know, they have some segments where you do something a little different. But in this one, I thought the dialogue was just extra bad, man. The dialogue was extra bad. When was it ever good, though? I mean, like, I played Gears 1, saw Gears 2. Like, I grunting monkeys who curse a lot it was that it was tolerable though and like gears one and two but this is just like intolerable and i think it's because marcus phoenix has turned into a whiny bitch like that's the thing it's like oh my daddy's alive oh we gotta save my dad like come on man really like this is supposed to be like that dude bro urgh, you know game and you're like, whoa, daddy. Yes, it turned into a daddy game. Like, I gotta find my daddy. And it was just, it, that that's really all I took away from that game is Marcus crying about his dad. You well, know? See, what you missed was the 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 subtle undertone and the secret story behind it, you know, that basically was trying to tell bros that it's okay to have daddy issues and they don't have to overcompensate for their masculinity. So you missed the you missed what it was trying to tell you. You missed the message. <laughs> I, I almost got that out. I almost did. I almost got all that out without laughing about it. But yeah, that, that's balls. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is right there. Like that's balls. And I'm just like I just I I know that's another game I caught for thirty bucks. And even at thirty dollars, the game is not worth it. You know. I think that every Gears of War needs more Coltrane. I think that's what it needs. <laughs> well, because actually, I, think I might actually 
play and want to play if it was just totally ridiculous like Coltrane like blowing shit up but all you, the time this one does I'm, have more Coltrane and he oh. is one of the ones that is that's annoying me the most oh. hearing hearing him talk as much as he does like Coltrane in Gears 1 and Gears 2 that was cool when he talked but now he's talking all the time it's like oh he's an idiot <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounds like oh Coltrane keep it quiet you know, like, you know, actually, he's the- talking. I don't want more Coltrane, like, being deep and philosophical or some shit. I don't need, like, Isaac Hayes. Like, I want him just to run around and yell and blow shit up. Like, I just want him to be ridiculous. It gets then, annoying, like, at least for years. me. Yeah, at least for me, it got annoying. So, but yeah, that's my, my worst of 2011. Um, well, you, you have anything else, Rob? Uh, I got a couple other ones. Um, I have uh, Test Drive Unlimited 2. Not that it was supposed to be a really amazing game, but Test Drive Unlimited did have like a pretty good following and was a pretty decent game. And then like Test Drive Unlimited Two was supposed to be about like the you know like the 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 super rich life with the you know having the cars and not only just like having cars and doing the races and all the exotics and all that stuff, but like having a mansion and making money and dressing up your avatar and just all of like the side stuff and like the game like i found like slight moments of enjoyment sometimes when i was literally i was just literally driving around the countryside somewhere like the game has like a pretty cool open world it's it's not a bad racing game it's just that like it gets it it lets itself get so sidetracked by all the other bullshit that like the game like any racing really gets lost in it like it's so it's so overly concerned with like you being a you being a rich or at least with the whoever made the game like whoever developed the game like what they think rich people are like <laughs> which is even better because it's not even like you're just a guy and you're just really good at racing so you got rich it's like Literally, like, spoiled mommy, daddy, like, uppity punks and, like, Jersey Shore bros and stuff that are, like, all the people, like, the cast of characters. And I'm like, it's the... I don't think there's a game with a more annoying cast of characters ever. It was, it was like, being, like, trapped in a Jersey Shore in a racing game. Huh. Like, that's what it was like, except there was more... There were, there were other more annoying characters in it. But pretty terrible. I mean, like, if you really just totally ignored all that stuff, but like, you couldn't really because, like, they 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 tried to have a story, <laughs> so you couldn't get around that. Like, you couldn't not deal with it. Um, I don't, like it could have been good if they just like I don't know why everybody thinks it's a great idea to like stop focusing on what makes your game the game. I have a similar issue with Need for Speed: The Run because really take out the run part <laughs> like right, just right. let them drive the car but i can't really say need for speed was bad because i didn't really play it um uh also that there's a couple others x-men destiny not great at all like kind of was excited but then i kind of forgot silicon knights was involved and they're kind of the track record, considering I hated Too Human, and that game just ended up being kind of, bleh. I don't know, it was okay. Um, and Red Faction Armageddon, a game that I guess should have been good, should have been fun. Like Red Faction Two was, or I'm sorry, not not Two. 
uh, crap, what was the last game? <laughs> it was Red Faction. Well, it was Red Set Faction something, obviously. It was um, Gorilla, yeah, that's well, it. Yeah, Gorilla. And, like, that was a fun game. Like, it had a lot of interesting things going on. Like, it, it really, like, pushed the, the series to, like, a new level. And then Armageddon came out, and, like, there's still, like, a lot of interesting destruction elements and things of that nature and weapons. But there's just not enough, like, like the game itself just wasn't interesting enough. Like, just to, you know, even have it be a vehicle for just, like, oh, let's see how crazy you can blow things up or, like, you know, what you can dismantle. So it was just like, eh. Not not really worthwhile. Like, sure as hell not worth $60 or anything. Um, also, the demo they put forward for it, which was not even, like, a demo of, like, the game itself, but, like, one of the other modes, like, just the destruction mode, wasn't really, yeah. like, a great representation either because the game's just not like that. Like, not really. Um, and then the last one, which I I really, like, didn't... Like, I, I only... Like, I didn't personally buy it, but I played it like in in like short bursts and really the it was bad because of a couple of factors uh one of them being the PSN crash but SOCOM 4 that game should have been like a huge huge hit huge deal but the game wasn't really that great in the first place and then on top of that the PSN crash happened a week after it came out or like less than a week after it came out and totally ruined any chance that game had of being anything considering their you know I mean, like six that, week outage. Yeah, like when they had a single player, but really, like nobody really plays SoCom for single player anymore. Not really. I mean, especially considering the last one didn't have one. <laughs> um, but just like you know, there there were just a few games that were just like out and out bad. Like there were some other ones too, like Body Count and stuff like that. But like there were games that weren't necessarily like expected to be great. But like Home Front was definitely the one that sticks out as like this game should have been good and it wasn't. Right. So it's actually kind of a short list for bad this year, which is good for everybody else. Yeah, but uh, okay. So next we're gonna step into our honorable mentions, which are good games, not the best games, just good games. Um, actually, I started before. Why don't you start this time, Rob? Well, I called mine underrated, so mine's a little bit different. Like, if a game was good, it was just good to me. Um, but underrated is a little bit different, but we can we can work it out. <laughs> um, I would definitely say like Bulletstorm, Saints Row Three, um, in both cases, games that are just kind of totally insane and just really fun and and actually really good, and just didn't really like. I mean, I guess Saints Row Three got a bit of attention, but mostly because of its like kind of like wacky, crazy marketing campaign, more so than like. A whole lot of people bought the game, you know, and it made a lot of money. Um, so, but the game was fun. Like, the game is just fun. Like, the whole time I played it, it had a lot of good moments that had nothing to do with just, like, you know, being vulgar or anything. Like, it was just, like, you're driving through a town, like, with your you know one of the your partners and like you guys are like singing <laughs> singing a song together like on the way somewhere and it's like it's just like moments like that like it's just stuff that happens in the game that i'm like i wish in some ways that grand theft auto would be more like it because like i always get bored with grand theft auto unless you just go on a rampage and you just you know you're just being crazy but like it's saints Row three that's the whole point and it's still is interesting despite that like even beyond that so i don't know i mean 
it gets to my honorable mention. It wasn't like the greatest game in the year. Like it had its issues, but like both of those games were really quite good. I don't know what you you give give me give me one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't play Saints Row Three, but everybody I talked to said it, it's a good game. You, I'll, I'll be you know it's still it's wacky, but it's good. Um, Bulletstorm. I will testify in the name of Bulletstorm because I totally wrote that game off as like just gonna be another epic, you know epic as an epic games like you know pos game because of the mainly because of the way they advertised it like the way they advertised it and you know the 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 even the demo they put out um did not do justice for the game at all like you know during the demo the guy is just saying you know just stupid shit just cursing and you know making vulgar comments just to do it uh, and they're not funny. They're out of place. And at the end of the demo, and I, I told Rob about this, and uh, you know, this is the thing that stuck with me. At the end of the demo, it said, "Go pre-order it, dick tits." I'm just like, okay. Yeah, this was <laughs> way back when like the demo first came out for the game, and he was like, "I don't need to call me dick tits. I don't need to buy the game." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, because it wasn't funny to me. Like, it just wasn't funny. Like. Nothing they had was funny. It was just it just looked like another game that Epic had put out as like a dude bro, you know. I'm you know, I'm gonna buy this kind of bro type of and game. And it looks like Gears kind of. Yeah. And it like Gears kind of. Um, now I purchased it recently for five bucks over the weekend, and I started playing it. And the game is so much fun to play. The dialogue not nearly as bad actually it's not even a bad dialogue like at all the dialogue is is funny it's paced it's not as raunchy as it was made the same like it was gonna be you know what i'm saying no, yeah it's not pointlessly raunchy in fact there's actually like some pretty endearing crap that goes on like not endearing as in like oh man they're so cute but like endearing as in like no, they're they're like kind of like people a little bit. Like yeah. they're kind of you know they're flawed. They got interesting things going on. You know, yeah, it's not just we're cursing at each other. Where's my wife? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just have a guy like walking around scratching his balls, belching and stuff like that. You know, you can get drunk in the game and 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 uh, you know fight for it gives you extra points, yes. which is actually pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, you know, like it's just it's just like a funny. The dialogue is funny. The gameplay is so much fun because it's not necessarily a game about, you know, picking all, you know, killing enemies and then making it from objective to objective. Most of the game is about the points that you get, you know, and you use the points, I mean, you get points by doing creative kills and stuff like that. So, like, you know, you kick somebody in the air and you shoot them in the kneecaps or, like, you kick somebody in the, you know, you shoot somebody in the balls and make it go down on their knees and then you kick their head off, you know, stuff like that. That's just an example. Like, my favorite example so far was that I had, I tired out one of the mini bosses. I, I got behind him. I kicked him in his ass and this, like, little flap popped up and I shot a flare in his ass and he exploded. Yeah, and I mean, like, you can do that to mini bosses in that game. Like, you can take them out and, like, two heads of like you could sit there and do like the stupid normal like just empty bullets out into something until it dies but like in that game like even mini bosses bosses and stuff like you can do go beyond just like the normal like grunt 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 shoot 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 that you normally have to do so like if you're creative like it 
totally helps you know you can leash a, you know leash a boss and like flip it or turn it around and then like you know just and empty in the like the the hundred round clip of the carbide into his ass too like you can do that as well like there's all sorts of different things you can do in that game and like it's a shame because the marketing campaign really didn't help but like it really should have been more geared to like what they their little tagline like kill with skill because that was the point like and that, that was it really that is. in and of itself in and of itself was so much fun like when you get like the the leash and you start getting the thumper and all the secondary functions and weapons and stuff like that I, it's over like you you just you're like just looking for like the weirdest craziest ways to kill stuff to see if it's a skill shot and all that kind of stuff yeah. like it, it wasn't a perfect game you know there were some parts of the story was kind of like eh, okay i kind of saw that coming but i mean the, the game itself like just the, the gameplay was so much fun yeah just, yeah it really was. I mean, it's not one of the best games of the year, but it was a lot of fun. So that's why one of my, my list for years, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why one of my list of honorable mentions. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Hardcore, uh, Hardcore's Uprising. That game, if you're a Contra fan, like, and you don't have it, you're not a Contra fan. There. I said it. <laughs> like, that game brought it back, like, brought back hardcore arcade, like, unforgiving shooters. Like, you know, putting you in impossible situations and then watching you fail over and over and over again. That's what that game does to you. And it's awesome. You know, because the thing is, like, when you actually do get past some of those parts where it's just like, I don't even understand how I'm supposed to do this. When you finally get past those, you know, you feel great. And then when you when you finally get to the point where you can run through the game using only three lives and, run, and no power-ups and just run through the complete game, that is a great feeling. That right there is an amazing feeling. So that's why it's one of the best arcade games that I have I played this year. Um, so, yeah, one of my honorable mentions list. Uh, let's see. Uh, I also have Outland here, which was a, it was a good game. A good arcade game, I should say. Yeah, it's on my wish of games I wish I had gotten around to playing this year. Like, I, I have that list, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, L.A. Noir, one of my honorable mentions, because I don't think it's one of the best games that came out this year, but it's definitely a good game. Yeah, despite all the critical acclaim and everything, like, it really wasn't, like, it It wasn't quite on the same level as other stuff. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe some people disagree, but, like, a police procedural game isn't really, like, what I would consider to be an amazing game, but, like... You know, it it was very good. They actually made a, pre, a police procedural game interesting, which that in and of itself was a you know a large, a pretty big uh, achievement. <laughs> yeah, it, it did good, but the, the problem that it had is that its effect kind of wears off after a while. Right, you know, by, and then by, there's certain things that don't make any sense, like why in the world does you know Cole decide he's gonna you know fucking berate somebody and tell them they're gonna get the gas chamber if you're like. I'm going to doubt you, but not say you're lying, you yeah. know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I also think pacing was a problem with the game. Like, uh, there, like, it's almost like you take a step backwards. Like, after your, your homicide missions, you go to, uh, I think you go to Vice. So you go from, like, homicides and murders and stuff like that to, like, you know... Drug running and... Drug running and stuff like that. And it's just, like... smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's just kind of like, yeah, this doesn't really compare to homicide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was really a uh, a pacing issue, I think. Like, yeah, you know, it was after, out of order in a way. <laughs> yeah, after you do the homicide missions, at least for me, that's when I kind of start losing interest, you know? Um, 
let's see, I also have Gatling Gears here, honorable mention, amazing arcade game. It sits in the world of Greed Corp, so uh, we'll say it's in the same world uh, of Gre as the Greed Corp, so like, you know, sometimes you're walking around and like, the ground on the sides of you will start to collapse and stuff like that because of, you know, the way Greed Corp works. But in terms of that, that's a twin-stick shooter, and it was incredible. Like, I love twin-stick shooters, and, like, the enemy combinations, combat scenarios, and the, your weapon use, the weapons they give you, upgrades, all that stuff. Fantastic. So I, I gave that an honorable mention. Uh, Nuclear Dawn. Which, in my opinion, well, I don't know. I, I, I tussle between Nuclear Dawn and Red Orchestra 2 having the best multiplayer this year. Um, Nuclear Dawn, because it's it's pretty unique the way it works. Like, when you're mixing the RTS aspects with the Battlefield-esque, I guess you could say, um, FPS aspects of, you know... Um, you know, taking the points and keeping yeah, the resource actual points. tactics and yeah. actually having to play as a team and stuff like that. Yeah, like you have to play as a team. You really, you're really not going into Nuclear Dawn alone and not communicating with anybody and, and making any moves. Yeah, not not being really successful or anything. Like you may get to kill a few people that run around by themselves as well, but like you can't, you can't, you know, exist doing that. You can't make a, you can't like single handedly win a war or anything like that. Right. Doesn't matter how good you are, really. Yeah. So, yeah, Nuclear Dawn is definitely my honorable mentions. DC Universe Online, very surprised by that game when I actually start playing it. When we're free to play, well, if you listen to MASHCAST, you know me and Rob, we played that game. Yep. And very, very well done. I don't think it's one of the best games that came out this year. And I also, if it didn't go free to play, I don't know if I would That's pay for it. That's the big thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but other than that, like right now it's a good game. I've spent money on it. Uh, you know, I got my uh, Gundam wings. Yeah, right. He's, he's been playing <laughs> it, and you know we have a good time when we play. And that's a pretty good standard for an, a free-to-play game. Like if you if you actually spend money on it and you're not, you really don't have to. And that game, like it is designed very well. You really don't have to spend any money. Like you can. I went to level thirty and started doing in-game stuff before I even was like, you know what? I'll throw some money at this game. I'll get the expansions and stuff. So it's a pretty good like you know watermark for a you know a free to play game that you actually are willing to spend money on it when you don't need to and yep. like almost all of us that have played it have spent money on it so so yeah, yeah. Uh, I also put Frozen Synapse in my honorable mentions that game is definitely not for everybody it really isn't it's like a game of chess but you can't see your opponent's pieces. Yeah, it's yeah, extreme. Yeah, exactly. It's tactics to extreme. Like you know, go here now, duck, walk this slowly now, get up, turn the corner. Like you know, that's that's the thing. It really, I I, I like it, but it, I have to be like in a specific mood to play that game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not fast either. I mean, like that's oh no. it's really like you sit like it's a thinking man's game. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirt Three. Uh, one of, not too many racing games came out this year, but it, it's probably my favorite racing game that came out this year. The only reason it's not one of the best, my best games, is because they they really messed up the game with DLC. Not to mention, okay. I was gonna say, I was like, didn't you hate the DLC structure? And yeah, what it did to the game. Yeah, like the deal, the way they 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 fucked up the DLC, the structure of the game, because basically when you complete. Uh, eat, uh, different sections of the game, you get like it turns that that triangle gold for you. And what they did was they start putting DLC on the ends of the 
the the the, the uh, ends of the the showcases or the uh, I guess the events you, you can say. And so like all of my none of my stuff is gold right now because it's DLC on the end of all of it, and that really like it, mentally that affects me because I'm like, dude, like I, I want to beat this game, but I really can't unless I buy the DLC, and that's balls. Um, so yeah, that's the only reason it gets honorable mention. But I actually, I even like playing the multiplayer. Um, well, uh, what's the other net? I have Battlefield 3 here as an honorable mention because, you know, I've played the single player, not all the way through. I've played it, and that's pretty much Call of Duty. But the multiplayer is still Battlefield, and they did a, they did a good job with that if you can get past all the origin, you know, bullshit. So I gave it an honorable mention. It's not one of my, the best games because it's kind of a hassle to, to play. I, I don't even own it, but yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's it, I, you know, I know Katie talked about it. You talked about it, Rob. So that's why it goes in my honorable mentions list. I had Skyrim here, but I took it out because yeah, I I can't bring myself to continue to play it. Like I I, I it's gonna take me forever to beat Skyrim. Yeah, I can't put that in either list yet. Like, I mean, like, I think it'll be a good game, but I don't, I, as much as, like, everyone has been so wild about that game, like, it, to me, like, it's not bad. Like, it's not bad at all. I don't want anybody being like, dude, fucking Skyrim's awesome, you're fucking full of shit, because I'm not saying it's bad at all, but to me, like, it's a, it seems like a... I don't want to just say, like, because even saying, like, it's a natural upgrade to Oblivion, like, doesn't sound right because that makes it sound like I'm making less of it than it is. It's a really good game, but it's not as mind-blowing as everybody, like, really put it across at. Like, the, the way that people talk about Skyrim, you wouldn't think that it was an Elder Scrolls game. Like, I think that's maybe maybe the problem. But, like, I walk into it, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's Oblivion, though. Like, I could play Oblivion and have the same sort of fun with the game. Like, fighting dragons and all that stuff, like, isn't the thing that, like, isn't that amazing. Like, it's the, the core gameplay that made Elder Scrolls good since, you know, Morrowind. So, it not, not a whole lot's changed, but that's not a bad thing. It's just that it's not super crazy amazing. You know, it's not an event for me, I guess. So, I don't know. That's the thing, like, I mean, it, when I play it, it's not like I'm completely bored, but I get bored going between the different places in the game sometimes. You know, like, it's just not, it's not as interesting as I would like it to be. You I know? feel like there's enough ambient stuff. Like, I haven't been bored playing the game, but, like, it also requires, like, a certain mindset and time to do it, too. You can't sit down for a couple of hours, even, really, and play Skyrim. At least I can't. Like, I have to sit down for, like three plus you know you have to really like get into it almost like know? mmo because that's the thing like you have to spend so much time just to make some progress you know just make a little progress you have to spend a lot of time like you're not going to go in do a mission and then feel satisfied with that progress right yeah i mean like some missions are longer too and like you know but like you know if you're just like starting up skyrim to like make some armor or something like I don't like to me that's not fulfilling that's not interesting I mean like if you're in the game for hours and you're like you're you're making armor and you're going to kill animals and you're getting leather and you're selling stuff and you're cooking things and you're doing quests and you're robbing people or you're not robbing people right, <laughs> I always right. end up robbing people in that game because I'm always like a thief ninja type 
character, you know, and just like doing different skills and, you know, just exploring, you know, there's a whole lot of the world, but it just wasn't that mind blowing to me. Like even just in the beginning, I was like, this game does not look that much better than like, you know, the way that everybody says like that this game looks so amazing. Like visually, I was like, the game is okay. <laughs> like at least the people aren't totally fucking weird looking now, but like it wasn't. I don't know, like, I don't think anything in that game, like, except maybe the dragons and just, like, the viewpoints, like, the entirety of, like, a vista, you know, were really, like, really amazing looking, you know, like, when you're taking in the whole landscape, you know, it was a great looking game, but, eh, the rest of it, I mean, I'm playing it on PC on, like, you know, almost max settings, so I'm not missing anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. But uh so yeah, I didn't make my honorable mentions list. Do you have anything else, Rob, or can we move on to the best of twenty eleven? Um, my other underrated stuff was uh Catherine. I thought it was actually really like it was probably like I would say like the best underrated game all year, but it was because it was so unique. Like not it's kind of like I guess Origin Synapse in a way that you can't you can't really just go and play that game like if just in general, like it takes you on kind of a ride and like the part of the reason the game is so good is like you really need to be like an adult to play that game uh, because like when they start talking about like relationship stuff and like all this all these things start happening and they happen in like a weird kind of over the not over the top but like you know weird alternate kind of like context that you know people dying in dreams and that kind of stuff but just the stuff that happens like during like the real world stuff it's like huh like it's a game that makes you think, but it's also like a like a an interesting like puzzle, good puzzle game too. So I don't know. It was it was a good game, very underrated. I think um, the game does get really hard though, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Orcs Must Die was also on my my underrated, um, and so was Alice Madness Returns and Final Fantasy Dissidia. Like I just felt like they were all just games that were like they're good. They just didn't really get a whole lot of recognition, but they also weren't necessarily like super great, you know, either. Hmm. So, yeah. um, now I personally had an ugly list, um, which was games that weren't necessarily bad or good, and they sure as hell weren't underrated, but they were just games that, like, for whatever reason, had issues. Just go for it. Okay. Um, and like different reasons too. Like some of them, like I have Mountain Blade with Fire and Sword, um, Might and Magic uh, Heroes or Might and Magic Hero Six. Like they were both like the same problem. Like they were both decent enough, but they had issues just relating to like that the game wasn't. The games were like kind of buggy, not properly patched. Like things were missing. Um, Mountain Blade specifically, like was missing a lot of things that were, like, in the previous version of the game. Like, the previous version of the game was better than, my, like, Mountain Blade, like, a Fire and Sword. And then they patched it. Like, they had their little update and brought it up to speed. And I was like, okay, let's fix now. <laughs> but, like, you know, to come out of the gate when I reviewed it, it was ugly. Um, my Magic 6, like, it was good as well. And, in fact, I would still say it was a, a good game even without the patch, but, like, it had it had a lot of bugs. It had, like, a kind of a DRM structure thing going on with it, and it, it kind of hurt the game a lot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brink. 
also very ugly because could have been a good game. Too many issues out of the gate. Bugs know? killed that game. They yeah. really killed that game. Not the, that, the game. The gameplay was, was <laughs> actually the gameplay itself was solid. It probably could have used some tweaking, but they couldn't even get to that before no, the yeah. game. Yeah, I died. mean that's what I mean. Like I played the game. Like I bought it now. Like when it was on sale, like a month, like this past month, because you know it was on sale and most of the issues have been fixed. But like nobody's playing it, <laughs> not really, because. It was so broken when it came out. Really. Yeah, every server yeah. has bots. Every server. They really should just stop stop the free weekends, stop the DLC, stop everything relating to Brink. Just make sure the server's up and get to work on Brink too. Right. That's what they should do. <laughs> they really yeah, they really should. So like that was a game that like could have been good, you know, or even could have just been straight up bad, but it was neither. It was just ugly. <laughs> um Marvel's Capcom three slash Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 got on my ugly list because it's pretty shitty to like hype that game so fucking much and then have it come out and it is good but like kind of have a lack of characters promised DLC and things that never get delivered and then turn around at the end of the year and put out Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for cheaper than people who supported the game you know when it was coming back you know, cheaper than it came out originally and then, like, having more stuff. Like, it was the game that should have come out in February, March. Like... The 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 same year. Mm-hmm. The same year. Like, a little bit... It's the same year. That's what got me. I mean, it's not like Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4. And you expect updates for Street Fighter 4, and at least, like, the... All of those games were like substantial enough. Like I wasn't mad when like Super Street Fighter Four came out and then Super Street Fighter Four came out. It was substant like the game was already substantial enough as it was. And Super Street Fighter Four just added to it. Arcade edition. Can't be mad about that. Like but the way that they did Marvel vs. Capcom was just like I felt like like I had gotten done dirty. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I felt cheated, you know? Yeah. Like you you feel like and that amongst other things like it was kind of a year too where at least as far as games go that like it was a year almost where it was a year that kind of like proved the rule about not buying a game at release like not only could you pretty much always get a game cheaper by a lot this year like by waiting but if you waited you got that game cheaper and you got it after most of the bugs were fixed and all the other issues were ironed out so, like, if you didn't buy Marvel's Capcom, like, if you were not a good, a good supporter of the, you know, of the game, quote-unquote, and waited, you were rewarded because you could have just waited to the end of the year and gotten it for 40 bucks or less because it was on sale even, you know, yeah. after that. So, it was it was kind of a, it, it was not a good move. Like, it wasn't something that I, I appreciated, especially for something, like, I was excited about. And it made me mad, too, because, like, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3 still excited me. But I was so mad about Marvel's Capcom 3. Like, I, I still haven't bought it. Even though I, way back when it came up, I was like, yeah, I'm still going to end up getting it. I still haven't bought it. Still haven't. I'm proud of you, Rob. I'm going. I mean, like, I eventually will. But, like, at least I've waited. I don't know. You know, for them to drop, like, you know, the ultimate Super Marvel's Capcom 3. <laughs> um, but apparently, you know, they got it right this time. It's just too bad that people who, you know, were legitimately supporting them had to suffer for it. Um uh, Battlefield 3 suffered the same issues as Mind Magic Hero 6. Uh, the DRM, like the, the battle log and stuff, like 
it just, like not not only was it DRM, but it was DRM. Like it didn't work. Like the game was pretty well broken as far as multiplayer went. Like especially on at least on PC, um, 360 had its issues too. PS3, I think, was like the only one that didn't have like huge multiplayer issues. But like on PC, like you couldn't get you couldn't join it a match with like a party of people. Like if you wanted to play with your friends, you all had pretty much had to join individually and just kind of sit there and wait until you could get into a match. Like if you joined all together, like it, some some people would not be able to get in. People were getting disconnected. You couldn't even try and reconnect to the same server because it said you're already in it. <laughs> you know, like it just had so many issues. And uh, you know, and then Origin on top of that. So. Origin, yeah. you know, that's uh-huh. another DRM issue, DRM privacy issue on its own. Um, but like they've patched Battlefield, but like honestly, like after like all those issues, like I liked the game well enough. Like if you finally got into a match and you were able to play, it was great. It was, it's absolutely like I think one of the best multiplayers like all year, but you had to get to that point. That's why, like, it didn't make it on any of, like, my game of the year list. I couldn't even nominate it for anything, like, as far as, like, multiplayer and stuff went, because you can't, like, not with Battle Log and Origin in the, in the equation. Um, so, kind of just a sad thing. Um, Deus Ex, another game where, like, should have been really, really good, and for all intents and purposes was, except that they outsourced their boss fights and ruined that game, more or less, with it. You know, like it turned into like standard, you know, like if you didn't go full on like run and gun style character, like you kind of got screwed when you got the boss fights. Like you couldn't do anything stealthily. Like there were no options. It wasn't like Crisis or anything where you had issues, you had options or even Bulletstorm or anything where you could do something different. Like it was just, and it ruined like an otherwise great game because I really think that would have been like one of the like games of the year had it not had they not done that um in fact their dlc fixed that problem because they did the boss in fight like in-house and it was the way that the bosses should have been in the actual game you had multiple options like you could even like go almost metal gear solid three style and kill the boss before you even got to him like which changed the ending of the the, the dlc or apparently i was like that's fantastic why didn't you do that in the game <laughs> um and then, last but not least, well, actually, no, Assassin's Creed Revelations, but it's just because they didn't reveal anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily ugly, but, like, they just didn't, it wasn't, it, they didn't need to release that game this year. They, it was they, definitely they a cash grab. They would have been better off waiting, but they couldn't, you know, they didn't want to wait because money, <laughs> like you just said. But last but not least for me, ugly list, uh, Dragon Age 2. That game should have been so much better than it was, and it just wasn't. I wouldn't even say it was bad because I I I played it. I enjoyed it well enough that I was playing through it for the second time, but I was just kind of like, huh, I don't know. <laughs> like it it did not grab me the same way that Dragon Age One did. Like maybe it was the change to the more action oriented gameplay, but even that, like I didn't I didn't mind about the game like all together that just didn't click correctly like they it had good moments in story it had interesting characters like you know the actual gameplay structure wasn't terrible but somehow you put all this together and it just didn't really work i don't know how but hopefully it's an issue they fix with the next one so that's my ugly list so okay 
Well, Let's talk about the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the best of list. Uh, I'll start mine. So uh, I think the year started off good uh, with Dead Space 2 uh, coming out. Dead Space 2 it definitely was one of the best games, even though it was one of the best games that came out in 2011. And while it was popular, it wasn't as popular as it should have been, in my opinion. Like, I think anybody who even remotely hints that they're a survival horror fan should like Dead Space 2. I opinion. think that's the problem, though. I feel like people now don't like when they don't really think of survival horror the way that they should be thinking about it. They don't think about, like, you know, old Silent Hill or Resident Evil. They think about, like, Resident Evil 5. And I think that's part of the issue is that it's kind of changed. <laughs> well, that's because they're, they're not purists. They're not, in my opinion, they're not real survival horror fans. Like right. Resident Evil 5, even uh, maybe even, even by extension Resident Evil 4, was changed to bring on a broader audience. You know? Yeah, I think that there's, I don't think there's people that say that they're survival horror fans now, but when they actually mean they're just Resident Evil fans, and it's not the same thing. So. It's definitely not the same thing. Resident Evil's not even scary anymore. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like, it's not even scary. I remember playing Resident Evil as a kid, and you know, at times being scared like shitless. <laughs> but yes, like you know, now it's like, man, whatever. You know, now Dead Space is still scary. You know, mm-hmm. Dead Space. I you know, I get to a certain point. You know, I I look down a long corridor, and I'm just like, you know what? I can't deal with this right now. Emotionally, I just can't deal. <laughs> with the situation, I'm gonna take a break. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing about Dead Space. Whereas Resident Evil doesn't have that. So Dead Space, staying true to the survival horror genre, one of the best, in my opinion, the best cinematic gameplay of 2011. I mean, some of those like those parts that like things that only happen in cutscenes or things that you think are cutscenes that really aren't cutscenes. You know. Like, you know, there was a few times where I actually died because I, I'm thinking, like, okay, it's a cutscene, but then they need me to do, like, an interaction, you know, and I don't do the interaction fast enough because I'm I'm so busy, like, watching the screen or watching what's happening. It was just really good, and even the story was also st- still good. You know, not the, not the best story ever told, but hey, that's what it is. Um, I thought Magicka was one of the best games that came out this year. Uh because Matt, like the way the way it plays, like you, you can put you, you have your elements and you can put your elements together in any order to make different moves. You know? Yeah, I mean, like it was a game where like you could just you, even if you just want to sit there and spam on you know different buttons, like you you but like by the end of the first level, you definitely had like your favorite combinations. Like when you started like unlocking like different stuff in the spell book or finding out that certain combinations did certain things, like. You, you, <laughs> the game was never really like you you didn't really ever play it the same way all the time yeah so, so yeah magical was good crisis 2 which i literally i just started playing that like the friday that just passed mm-hmm. well friday just passed and i beat it on sunday and that because that's how much I, I had to play that game or did i beat it no i beat it sunday um it was. It, it, I thought Crisis Two. Like I, well, first of all, like I beat. I just beat Crisis One uh, this year, and Crisis One, like even by today's standards, is a great looking game. But the gameplay of Crisis One was meh at best. 
You know what I'm saying? They definitely focused on the graphics as opposed to the gameplay. With Crisis 2, first of all, the game looked phenomenal. Uh, I played it on PC, so I had DirectX 11 plus the high-res texture pack going, and I was still getting 60 frames per second. And the, the game just looked incredible. Like, the New York City, you know, landscape, mm-hmm. spectacular. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the places, like, you know, when you're in, when you're in like, FDR, and you're underneath, like, the underpass, like, like, like by FDR, I'm like, this actually looks kind of familiar, you know? <laughs> like, it's... And they did an excellent job with the way it looked. The gameplay was improved. Like, every aspect of gameplay... Well, I shouldn't say every aspect, but, like, basically, there's... Every combat scenario that you would that you can get in, everywhere there were enemies, there were just so many different ways to approach that situation. Like you can go in guns blazing if you wanted to, or you can go in stealthily. Like you know, you can go in stealth and just use your you know your melee attack, or not melee attack, but you know, your stealth you know your stealth kills to take enemies out. And the thing is, enemies were very aware of their surroundings. You know, like, if you if you started shooting at an enemy, he didn't just start trying to blast back in the middle of the street unless there were, like, five of them. But, you know, like, once they got the initial shooting out the way, they immediately went to go look for some cover. And then on top of that, like, um, you know, if you have two enemies conversing with each other, right, like, via radio, and you take out one of the guys that's talking via radio, and the other guy says something and he doesn't respond back, and he's like, hey, are you there? Come mm-hmm. in. Are you there? And if you don't p- pick up, he's like, something's wrong. And he'll send either send somebody over there to check it out. And then if he doesn't hear from that guy, he'll like start calling in for backup. It, you know, tons of different scenarios. Like he, he, enemies can even hear like when bodies dropped. Like if a, if another enemy was close enough, like you stealth one, and like you you know you you let the body drop, it made a sound. And enemies were aware of that. You know. Yeah, it just needs to be more, like, good AI like that <laughs> in yeah. games. Like, I wish I had played more of it, like, had a chance to play more of it. I have the game, I own it, it's sitting in my, you know, sitting in my, my you know, pile of games, but I'm still, like, early in the game, like, I'm your your initial excursion into the city and stuff, so, you know, you're, for, you're just encountering, like, the aliens, like, in force and stuff, and it's... You know, so starting to get hairy, but I'm still pretty early in the game. Yeah, actually, I thought the game was going to end like three times. Like, there were three separate times I thought, okay, this is the end of this game. I and love then, that, and honestly. Then, and then, like, a door <laughs> opens, and it's like, oh, I get to keep going. All right. <laughs> you know, and I'm looking forward to Crisis 3, and now I'm actually looking forward to Homefront 2 because Crytek will be uh, developing Homefront 2. So, yeah, usually, like, you know, I like to savor my games. So I usually just won't beat it, you know, over a weekend. Unless it's something short. Like, I beat Modern Warfare 2 in, like, two days. Because it's only a five-hour game. But, yeah, Crisis is definitely, like, uh, a 10 to... Depending on how you play, how much you die, 10 to 15-hour game, you know. And I definitely beat that over the Christmas weekend. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, that's how much I played it. It was it was awesome, awesome game, you know. Uh, besides that, I have Mortal Kombat. I, I, that game, big surprise. I Mortal Kombat back. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, really I don't, I don't find myself playing that game all the time, but it is Mortal Kombat. Like, when I played that, I absolutely enjoyed it. Like, it was definitely like, okay, Mortal Kombat's back, and it's good, and it's legit. And, like, it's legit enough that, like, they, they've really started pushing it, like, 
in like the community really has started pushing it for tournaments and stuff. Like it's become like an actual very legit deal. Like it's not just like, oh Mortal Kombat's out, like okay. Like it's like tournament worthy now, you know, as far as like how much they've done with it and it looks great. Like it's it's very much it's Mortal Kombat dismemberment and it's a brutal fucking game too yeah, those which are, is fatalities the are necessity. brutal oh man like yeah the, 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 those fatalities are brutal they're awesomely brutal and just you know the damage your characters take during the fights uh you know with the scars and the black eyes and the bloody mm. bodies white yeah, clothes ripping cool. and all that stuff yeah yeah uh, of course, I had to put Portal 2 in. I'll tell you right now, Portal 2 is my game of the year. Personally, my game of the year. Same. Because, I yeah. mean, you have a game that started off as a tech demo for Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Gets a little, like, four or five hour game, then turns into Portal 2, which is easily a ten hour game. With a great story, great uh, cast of characters. Like, you know... You Even though there's with- really only three you know, in a way, like it, there's really only, there's only three, three characters, characters, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it means more, has more going on than most games that have like twenty, you know, or RPGs where there's like fifty characters and stuff. And yeah. like because they actually make you give a shit about every single one of those, even the people that you're supposed to be like against and supposed to hate. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, or even if somebody, or even someone you never meet. You know, like you're like you get to see like Cave Johnson's decline into like madness more or less, and you never even get to meet him. But you, by the time you leave like that that area of the game, like you know him, <laughs> and you you actually you know it, it's kind of like a sad story. You know, the game is just it, it it revealed stuff that you you really didn't think about before like at least i hadn't thought about i didn't think about like where gladys really came from or anything before um and then like introduce like a new character that kind of almost stole the show you know as much as glados is super awesome like wheatley like came out of nowhere and was like just a <laughs> kind of just a great surprise for a character Oh yeah, they did an excellent job. I mean, your character, the main character, is is you know it's a, a speechless character. It doesn't say a word, but you still wind up caring about the character, right? And the thing that amazed me the most is the fact that Valve clearly they they said they they wanted to make it so that console people can play it. And when you're talking about first person games or games that come from PC in general, you're typically talking about dumbing the game down. For for it. not not because people who play consoles are dumb or dumb people, but because just the, the reaction time that that you have with keyboard and mouse is not matched with a controller. Right, it's, it's just not, not mechanically the same. Exactly, especially not as accurately. Like, yeah, sure, you could jack up your sensitivity on your on your analog stick, but you'll never have the accuracy I have with my mouse in a first person scenario. So right. typically, it means that. You know they 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 slow the game down. They make it easier, and the only change that they made to the game to make it e to make it I guess uh, more accessible for console gamers is they took away speed puzzles. Like in in Portal in the original Portal, there were there were puzzles where you had to make a pu- uh, a portal here and then fast turn around make a portal there and then fast turn around make a portal there. And to get across, you know, the level. But you didn't have to do that in Portal 2. But they they took that one thing away 
and brought in so many different things like the reflection cubes and the lasers and the the the, the floating gel, or the gels. The gel, yeah, because all. I mean, it, you still kind of had, in a way, had speed puzzles, but it wasn't based on Twitch making portals. Like it was based on, you know, like kind of thinking on the fly, literally. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. They did an excellent job. Valve did a great job. Um, another game that surprised me how good it was. Infamous 2, my second favorite game this year. Infamous 2, uh, oh, actually, of 2011. Uh, Infamous 2 was just incredible. Like, it was such an improvement from the first Infamous. Like, we had a Versus series, like, Versus series number six, actually. Such an improvement from the, from the first Infamous, you know, better graphics, better voice acting, better writing, better effects. You know, the story was good. The characters, you actually... was good. The characters were good. Voices. Yeah, everything. Like, you actually cared, you know, about the characters and the game and what was happening. It was a story. It was like a strength story. It was like, you you know, you fight the last boss in the very beginning of the game. You know, and you get your ass whooped, pretty much. You know, he, he destroys your city. Um, which is not a spoiler because it happens in the beginning of the game, <laughs> you know. So he destroys your town. Yeah, you were he, leaving anyway, but you yeah. were gonna come back, and he doesn't leave anything to come back to. Exactly. You get your ass whooped, and you have to run away basically so you can survive. And he wipes basically what's New York City in that game off the map. Yeah. Like. Pretty much. Just literally, that's all. That's literally what happens. Yeah, and so like, yeah, he um. You know, you had you're 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 busy down in New Marais or what's supposed to be New Orleans, you know, getting stronger and preparing for the fight. In the meantime, this this monster is making its way down the eastern seaboard, and they keep track of where he is. And you can, every time you hit pause, you see where he is, and it it is just like the the game was just phenomenal. So yeah, you finish a mission, like it gets a little bit closer. Like, it tells you that it's, like, this many miles. And as you keep collecting, like, the, you know, Shards, the pieces yeah. to this, yeah, to the to this machine that you need, like, he, like you, like, oh, you need you need three more, you know, pieces. He's, like, 100 miles from the city. You're, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It gets, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, and plus you can you can totally play that game twice. Like you can do the whole yeah. more than twice because you can do the whole game right, doing good decisions. Then you can do the whole big game doing bad decisions. But then you can also do the whole game making good decisions, but taking Nix's powers. Who's the, she's like you know I guess the the bad side. You know, yeah, with what she's the bad angel on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's the bad karma. So you could be all good, but take her power, or you could be all bad and take Quo's power. You know, like that's it's it's good. They, like, the way they play it together is really nice. Like I, I'm on my second playthrough now. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I got Bastion. That whole game, awesome. Just I think the gameplay itself was just it was good. It was good gameplay and interesting. And it didn't feel very repetitive. But the it was, way th- it was kind of standard adventure gameplay though. Yeah, you know. But the thing is, like, is the way they told the story. You right. know the vo- like you know as you're going through, it's kind of talking about what you're doing, and then he's also giving you backstory, but he's literally talking to you like it's no text, you know, it's no subtitles. Even though you might be able to turn subtitles on, I didn't, but the guy is talking to you. He's like, you know, you know, you go and find a bottle. Kid finds bottle, doesn't know what to do with it. You know, so, like, you know stuff like that. Like you know, actually, they somebody made a video 
of, of all that stuff. So yeah, but, it's. I mean, like it basically proved that like you can have like a game that's just got solid gameplay. It's good. It's pretty. Had a nice soundtrack, and all it takes is the right story with the right person telling the story to make it something amazing. Right. And yeah, there you go. There's Bastion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got Bastion here. I have Red Orchestra Two Heroes of Stalingrad because no game has ever made me feel sorry for killing somebody. <laughs> you know, Red Orchestra Two. Well, first of all, in terms of PC gaming, like you know that f- especially someone that's supposed to be your enemy in a war. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, in first in terms of first person shooting, it definitely like. It, it it you know I guess it bucked the trend of making things easier. Like it is kind of a difficult game to to actually to master. It very difficult, but just to play in general, it's like you know it's kind of a different a difficult game to kind of get a hang of because not only you're dealing with older older weaponry, older rifles with different limitations than you're used to probably if you're playing Modern Warfare. Um, you it also used uses bullet drops and you ha- you have to manually like adjust your sight in that game, which uh, some people may not even know what that is, <laughs> you know to, to to you know to kind of hit out at different uh, different lengths. Mm. The sound like the weapon sounds were just incredible. Um, the fact that you can get sh- depending on where you got shot will determine if you can actually bandage yourself or not. Or if there were just sometimes where you get shot. And the screen would just slowly go dark because there's nothing that you could do about it, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, you I, I you know, I said you know made me feel bad for killing somebody. Like I uh, I turned this corner, guy standing there, and I don't shoot him in the head. I shoot him like in one of his vital organs because yes, you can shoot by the organ in that game. So I shoot the guy in one of his vital organs, and like he lays on the ground, and he starts like you know talk, he starts like crying and speaking in Russian as he's dying, and slowly he just dies out, bleeding out, yeah, yeah, he just bleeds out and dies. I'm like, that is so sad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that is incredible. You know, but it's just uh it's an amazing game, so I, I put that in, in my in my top list. Uh, finally, I have Batman Arkham City, which Arkham Asylum was an incredible game. Arkham City expanded that and just made it bigger. It was a great game. Even though it, it lost versus series number six, great game. Great voice acting, great visuals, uh, great gameplay in general. So, yeah, that's that's what I have. You have anything extra, Rob? Um, I have a few. Um, some randoms, uh, FIFA 12, um, like, no. So the thing is, nobody else in Master's Buttons plays sports games. <laughs> so I am kind of the de facto sports guy. Um, I played I played all the sports games except for Tiger Woods and NBA 2K12 this year. So I played pretty much every EA sports game. Um, and FIFA 12 was pretty much amazing. I hadn't played a FIFA game since, like, in 64. And played FIFA 12 and not just amazing like oh my god graphics are so pretty in this game now but like just that the game was good like I actually you know like basically made like myself like made put my face into the game and put it on the person I was like it actually worked really well like you're you're running around and you're you start off in like kind of just an arena like it's a practice arena like is like the main hub and like you can work on your different moves like even just like the tricks and stuff you could do with the soccer ball, like what you you can do with the ball, like rival like a, a fighting game. 
for like moveless <laughs> basically and it's it's kind of silly but like the team play aspect of the game um like the game uh, unlike a lot of the EA sports where it seemed like it, it kind of got away from a focus being on the actual gameplay like dynasty or team play and kind of shifted towards like the cards like the ultimate team stuff that they've been doing cuz you know they can monetize that like FIFA 12 seemed very much still about you having team play uh, more than anything else. NHL 12 also was similarly good in that way, but I just didn't really like, I wasn't as drawn to NHL 12. It was a very good game, just wasn't, it didn't stick with me like 12, FIFA 12 did. Um, similarly, NCAA 12, that was really great. Don't care about college football at all. I really don't. Don't follow it. Don't watch it. Um, like I may go to a game here and there with some friends, but like I've never like followed college football and yet I'm in like year seven or some crazy shit of my dynasty and running like an online dynasty with my friends. And like I play that game at least once a week, if not more. And like for a long while was playing that game like every other night, <laughs> you know, like and every season I steadily up the amount of time in the quarters. So like I've gone from like six minutes, you know, per quarter. Like I, you know, added a minute cause I hate five minute quarters. It just seems like you don't do anything. Um, went from like six minute quarters and I'm like almost at like full, like 15 minute, like playing a full game sitting down for an hour <laughs> quarters. Nice. So it's, I, it's just good. Like it's just a good game. Um, like there's a lot of things that you know they weren't perfect, or at least in CWA 12 wasn't perfect. Like there's some stuff they still need to work on some more. But as far as like the the core, the core gameplay, like the core things that make those games like what they are. Like for NCAA 12, it's definitely like the dynasty mode. For FIFA 12, it's a team play mode, and they're both like pretty spectacular. Um, I also really liked Uncharted 3. A lot of people like. I know Nick had issues with like the the shooting and he didn't think it was really as great as Uncharted 2. And in a way like I guess I kind of agree. I actually really didn't have as much issues with shooting as like people said they other people said they did. Like I really didn't. Um but I feel like I think I think it's almost like kind of like when you're talking about like the jump from Infamous 1 to Infamous 2. If Infamous 3 is only as decent as Infamous 2 or if you know if they'd made one. Um you would be like it's good but it's not great because you already played great. You played great when two came out more or right, less. Yeah. And I feel like three uncharted three has that problem where uncharted two is so much better than uncharted one that uncharted three, just being like a little bit better than uncharted two, like wasn't good enough. Right, <laughs> and it's right. kind of a shame, but like I sat down and played that game in a day, like not even really cause it's short either, but like just because I enjoyed it. Like there were, I had some issues with story and stuff that they did in it, and I felt like some characters. I was like, "That's a little odd. That's kind of a weird way to end things, or whatever, in the game." But um, otherwise, like really, like just enjoyed it. Like they they have characters that they make you care about. Seems to be a trend this year. Like for games that were really good, they have characters that you cared about. Like you know, Drake, Elena, you know, Sully, Chloe, everybody. Like. They're all 
very much like people and you actually give a crap about what happens to them in the course of the game like if somebody gets hurt or somebody die, like if something you know is someone gonna die does something you know something happen what happens between like you know drake and elena you know like they're just people and you give a crap about them which makes the game worthwhile because otherwise all the other stuff that happens wouldn't wouldn't mean anything you know if you if nathan drake wasn't you know charming little you know you know miscreant or whatever <laughs> like and the game like i don't know and i guess it's the same issue but people who say that like uncharted 3 does not have the same like scope of ridiculousness that uncharted 2 has like must not have played the same game i did like really i think maybe uncharted 3 like you saw too much in preview stuff like when you see the house burning or him in the plane, like they kind of gave away a lot of the really big moments in that game. Um, like not all of them, but a lot of them, like the, the big spectacle moments. Right. But like, I, you know, that's what people, I guess, expect after Uncharted 2. So they really had to sell that. But it's unfortunate because like if you had walked into it and like been had to like and, and got blindsided by those things. It wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be a contest. Like I think three really outdid two, and like still had a lot of like quiet moments where you're like, huh, wow, <laughs> like I wonder how that's gonna turn out. But very good game, like a really good game. Like if you got a PS3, like it's kind of like Uncharted two. Like I would say, like you really should play it. Like I don't see any reason why you shouldn't, honestly. Um, I even recommend it. Like somebody was like, do I need to play like one or two? And I was like, really? Like if you can. If you don't want to like buy an entire series, like you don't want to spend that money, like just go get three. Like you seriously, you can play it. <laughs> like it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it was a good year for games, though. That was my la- that was my last one, really. I mean, you covered all the other ones that I had on my on my good games list, and like there were other games that like didn't really like, I guess, make the cut as being just like purely bad or or you know super good, but. Or just games that were games, but you know that's not what we're here for. <laughs> so, and then you know I, I had my ugly list, which is games that really like they could have gone either way, or could have just been good, and they just weren't. So, right. That's that's all my stuff. Okay, so what was your best game of 2011? Portal Two, undoubtedly. Portal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I and I really like. I, not that necessarily like but like if you really had to say like that game versus like another game for like every category like portal 2 like really like was excellent in every single category like it had excellent co-op it had excellent you know music sound you know voice acting had excellent graphics like gameplay everything was excellent about that game from top to bottom like i mean like it's why people love valve they may take a while to put stuff out but when it comes out it's incredible. It's nothing better. Yeah, it's just really nothing better. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it really just blew everything else out of the water in a lot of ways. And it's telling, too, because, I mean, it came out pretty early in the year. And usually, like, the thing I've noticed is, like, when you by the time you get to the end of the year, it's hard to really remember, unless you go back and play those games, like, that were earlier in the year. It's really hard to remember, like, why a game was so good or, like, how good it is compared to something you're just now playing in November or December. Because, like, you're that game is like you know, immediate you feel an immediacy about playing like Batman or you know, Uncharted or whatever game came out at the end of the year versus like you know, 
you know, playing something at the beginning of the year. And for Portal 2 to like, even when I finished other games and I was still like, it was good, but Portal 2 was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So for that to happen, for that to happen literally all year, like means that Portal 2 is a pretty special game. Yeah. It makes me sad that there won't be another like Portal 2 to look forward to next year. So. Yeah. I really hope, like, you know, I love Portal and all, but they should just put it down and really get Half-Life episode, Half-Life 2 episode 3 out. It's time. Yeah, I don't know what you can, I mean, not that you can't do anything with Portal anymore. I mean, you, you pre, really, when you finished Portal 1, did you really think you were going to get a Portal 2? No, but that, but like, I mean, yeah, I think it's, maybe it's time to move on to something else. Because like, I think the thing is like, it's good to be surprised by something too. Like. Right it's you know you don't want to just like walk into like that's why we have so many sequels now sequelitis is going around because you know you get familiar but familiar i mean like you know it gets boring after a while because you you even when things change a little bit or they're surprises like you basically know what to expect right so i like them surprising me (laughs) uh what was your worst of 2011 i mean really i guess it would be homefront um, actually, no, that's not true. I would say Duke Nukem for, Forever was the worst game of 2011. Thanks. So. Uh, especially, I, I really do. I mean, Homefront was a disappointment, but Duke Nukem Forever was a fucking terrible game. Like, pretty much the same way that Portal 2 was great top to bottom, like, Duke Nukem Forever was bad top to bottom. Like, the only good thing I feel like could come out of Duke Nukem Forever, like Duke Nukem Forever is that Gearbox has the license so that they can make an actual good Duke Nukem game. Right. That's the only thing I feel like good came out of this. I'm I'm, I'm kind of torn for worse between Duke Nukem and Dead Island. Like, yeah, I kind of want to... I don't know. Like, <laughs> Dead Island was such a terrible game to me. You know, especially with the 40-point the patch that had to come out, like, I think the day after. Yeah, day, yeah, day after it came out, 40-point, yeah. yeah. 40 and it still point. didn't address all the issues. Exactly. Like, poor, I don't know. Dead Island is such a terrible, terrible game. But Duke Nukem was also a, it's a terrible game but it was also a terrible game with like 13 years behind it yeah <laughs> 13 years of waiting and anticipation and expectations and i mean i guess maybe that's why maybe it's a little unfair but really like that game wasn't no i know pitchford believed in that game that's why he went and got it but yeah sorry bro and yeah, no, i'm gonna go with duke nukem as the worst that's that's the official <laughs> the official not to mash those buttons you know official worst game of the year but those are the, coming the, later the versus series worst of the year and Port yeah. 2 is the versus series best of the year so yeah um i think we're done, <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> that'll do pig that'll do <laughs> yeah that's that is everything um definitely a great year in gaming for 2011 uh, 2012 is not looking to be so so great, which kind of every single month, I guess. But there yeah. are still good things to be looking forward to. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you know this year you got Wii U, you got uh, Vita coming out. Hopefully we get surprised. Hopefully you know we get surprised. So, yeah, I think that's the. I think that's what happens though. After you get that year where like it's just a freaking amazing year of games like in fact i really do feel like it's almost every other year because you really can't like follow you can't do that like every single year um but like those the years the off years of the years you get really surprised by something that you yeah. know you really fall in love with and you didn't expect to 
So, yeah. I mean, like, w- last year wasn't supposed to be, like, a blockbuster crazy year, and yet we ended up with, like, Red Dead and, you know, a whole bunch of other games last year that really kind of were like, oh, well then, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we get a little bit of that this year. I mean, we have Mass Effect 3 and stuff to look forward to kind of early on, so we'll see how things go. Okay. So, uh, once again, uh, well, just thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, not just today, but all of 2011. And uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons, uh, facebook.com slash uh, mash those buttons, and uh, twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, be sure to listen or look out for the MASHcast, which is weekly, um, you know, every Monday, which I don't know. That's looking like that's going to change, but we'll talk more about that on the MASHcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, both MASHcast and Versus Series are on iTunes, so if you listen a lot, just you know, feel free to subscribe to that, because that way it can just drop you know, right into your iTunes for you whenever it's ready. So, uh, yeah. Are we going to reveal the secret? You know, the, the, new, the new update schedule? <laughs> No, that that's for the Mashcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the Mashcast, which, like I said, it's on Mondays for now. But <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that. Plus, just you know, stay tuned to mash those buttons because even if you you know maybe you missed that announcement, we will uh, probably announce it on the site itself too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next month with a actual you know two games going head to head again because we know that's you guys right. like that stuff. So. All right, you guys have a good night, day, whenever you're listening to this. Have a good one. Yep, thanks for listening.